Bokertov, Parshat Vayetze ends with Yaakov coming back towards Eretz Israel after he leaves Laban. And once again, Elohim. Yes, he changes. He bumps into Malachim again. Yes. Malachi Elohim, yes. angels of Hashem. Yes. By the way, Vayifgeru. Yes. Same exact word that was used at the very beginning. When he left his family's house, so the same way he's... when he comes back into Israel, what that means, I don't know exactly, but it's clearly there's some parallel where he's leaving, he's seeing angels, he's coming back, he's seeing angels, the angels are always around him. Uh, that's for someone else to whoever wants to try to provide a clear explanation. Rashi has the simple one. Where he said, remember what Rashi's interpretation yes, was when he left? Cha- when they changed the, the When angels. he left Israel, the angels of uh, Israel leave him mm-hmm. and the angels of Chutzlar come yes. and join him. Yes. The same thing now here. he's coming back. The angels of Israel are coming to join him, right? He says that there are like two camps. He sees, he sees in camp the two camps would be the two camps, that, according to Rashi, it's the two camps of angels. Yes. yes. One camp of angels that yes. went to him in Chutzlar and one yes. camp of angels exactly. that were thing. But yeah, and he calls the place double camp, yes. Machanai, yes. two camps. Okay? Now he's coming back into Eretz Israel, and we know the main thing on everybody's mind is going to be military, what happens to his Because uh, from what we see, Rivka never called him back. So maybe it was a sign that she never got word that Esav is, gonna stop, uh, is going to not attack him. Yes. Maybe she saw that Esav turned into a great military man with a following and, and a strong him. force. And she said... What, what do I know? Yes. And this guy, he can, he can crush Yaakov in a second. She doesn't know that Yaakov has built significant strength and has she resources has no and money. She, has no news. she doesn't know that. But even if Yaakov did become strong while he's in Amal, what are the chances that he could compete with a 400-person army? Right? So if I'm Rivka, I don't really know what's going on in Esav's head. Maybe I could imagine that he's probably calmed down, but I see his military strength and I say... Might as well just leave Yaakov there. Because if, if I'm wrong in trying to understand Esav's motivation, Esav could crush Yaakov in a second. Correct. But Yaakov decides to come back on his own anyways ah, because, because Borei Olam told him to yes. go. Exactly. Okay, so he didn't have to wait for Rivka, but Hashem told him to go. By the way, that's going to become significant here. But Hashem said to him also before he left Israel, he said, I'm going to bring you back. Yeah, yeah. But, wow, you, you actually hit... There's a Rashi that says exactly what you say. I'm going to show you the Rashi today. <laughs> it's amazing that you're saying this. There are two communications with Borei Olam. One when he's leaving, yeah. when God says, I'm going to be with you. And, sorry, one when he's leaving Israel yes. to go to Haran, in, in, when in, God says, I'm going to be with you in the latter dream. Yes. And then the second one, when he's leaving Lavan, Borei Olam says, I'm going to be with you again. Yes. Okay, so we'll see it. We'll see it in the, in the Don't Pesukim. Don't worry. Yeah, uh, Rashi quotes what you said. Pasuk Dal. Vayishlach Yaakov malachim lefanav elisavachiv artsa sarir sede edom. Yaakov sends angels or messengers perform to Esav. The Peshat seems to be messengers, but Rashi says... The, the angels. It's real angels. Malachim amash. Maybe why? Maybe because he just dealt with angels. I don't know. Okay. Artsa sarir le'eret sarir to the land of Seir, the land of Edom. Vayitzav otam lemor kotom merun adoni le'esav. And he told them, saying, this is what you should say to my master to Esav. You messengers go say to Esav that I lived with Lavan mm-hmm. and I was there until now. So 
I'm gonna read it. I'm gonna keep reading Rashi because Rashi was brilliant on this whole Rishon. Garti, he says, I lived with Lavan. Uh, I was a ger the whole time, meaning I was a temporary dweller. I was never. I never got to a, a place of stature, so you have no reason to be jealous of me. Yeah. And and look what Rashi says now. There's no reason for you to hate me. Al that he blessed me, that he says you're going to be stronger than your brothers. because they never came true for me. Yes. This is Rashi speaking. Yeah. Why now the fact that Rashi is saying this that Yaakov is concerned with telling Esav don't be jealous of the Biracha because they never came true. To make the fact that Rashi, good. so so, first of all, that's probably an element of Peshat in what Rashi is saying. That Yaakov is trying to convey to Esav that these brachot never came true. But now that, that Rashi is focusing us on this, we know that a lot of the text here is going to be around that concept of the, the blessings and so on. Meaning, if you remember from last year, we did a, we did a textual study comparing yes. how so many words in this story are similar to the story of Yaakov's taking of the blessing. Correct. Right, so Rashi is pointing us in that direction by telling us this is what's on Yaakov's mind. Yaakov's mind. It's about that uh, thing, that ble- that those, going that blessing he's, that he's going going. back and uh, this is all like some form of tikkun, of yeah. fixing for of what, what Yaakov did, did to Esav. Okay, Garti has the same letters as Taryag. That kept all the mitzvot even though I lived with him. Interesting Nidrash. Again, that one I don't know exactly what is the point of it, but it's saying that I, I kept all the Tariyak Mitzvot. Okay. Pasuk Vav. Now look at Rashi here. He says, he says, I had an ox and I had a donkey and I had sheep and I had servants and so on. And I'm sending them to you to find favor in your eyes. Now Rashi says, What is it about cattle? It, reproduction. No. Well. Look at what he says. My father's bracha, Yitzhak's bracha, was that you're going to get from the rain of the heavens and from the produce of the earth. But I didn't get... My, my bracha is cattle. Yes. It's not either one. <laughs> he, wants, he wants to diminish. He's the, trying the, to... The so, so what Rashi is doing is he's casting this whole story in light of the bracha that Yitzhak gave. Which I think is accurate because that's really the topic here. If you look at the psukim and you see the language, you'll see that the topic he here. To make his brother realize that yeah. he was the, the bracha was. Yeah, exactly. The bracha either never came true or the bracha didn't apply. To make it light. Yeah. Okay, uh, okay next. Uh, so I sent these to, your, to find favor in your eyes. And the, the malachim come back to Yaakov and they say, Banu We've come to your brother Esav And he's coming to greet you And there are 400 men with him Now do you, did these angels or messengers Whatever if you're following Rashi or not Did they speak to Esav? I don't think so It doesn't say here that he spoke. I think they just approached him And saw, saw that he had 400 men And back. they got scared Yes they came back immediately There's no way Because here it doesn't say Who are you to him Instead when he sends the delegations That's when Esav right. asked him, Who are you? Who is right. your boss? Right. I think that's. Okay, next. Uh, so they say they come back and there are 400 
And he splits up the camp and the cattle and the sheep into two camps. If he comes to one of the camps and he strikes it, the second part, the second camp will be able to survive. Right? Now, what he's not saying, I'm going to let sacrifice one camp for the other camp. He's saying one, both camps are going to be ready to fight. This is how Rashi interprets. Both camps are going to be ready to fight. So that when he comes and he's fighting with one camp and, and the other one, the can, other one can, can just run away. Yes. Okay. Very smart military. Uh, yeah. Uh, any Rashi here? No. Next. Now Yaakov turns to Boreolam and he prays. And he says, The God of my father Abraham, the God of my father Yitzhak, Adonai, who said to me, Go back to your household and I will do good to you. He says, wow. I am not deserving of all of the good that you did for me. For I crossed the Jordan with only my, uh, my uh, makel, with my staff, with my stick. And I came back. And now, and now I have two camps. Now look at the Rashi's here. Become so beautiful fascinating. The, way, the beautiful the way he's. Yeah. Look at the Rashi's here. Katon, no, not Katonti. The Rashi on. Uh, here. Now, if you look at the language in Pasuk Yud, God of my father Abraham and the God of my father Yitzchak. And then he says. Adonai, who how Omer lies. So he says first he says Elohei Abiyaron Elohei Adonai. So he's describing God as the God of Abraham and Isaac and the God of Adonai. Wow, Steve, uh, you see that Elohei Abiyaron Elohei Isaac and Adonai. So it's a little little bit repetitive, a little bit yes. redundant. Yes, he already said the God of my father Abraham and Isaac. It's obviously Adonai, right? So now let's look at what Rashi points out. Elohei Abiyitzchak ulhalanu Omer ufa had Isaac. Okay. Why is it repeating the Adonai word in this verse? That, that, that word is redundant. Which is the same, saying that he's the same God that was from Abraham and the same, same God from Abraham. 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 It's enough. We don't say yes. Adonai Haomer I should have just gone directly to the main point of the sentence, yes. which is the one who said to me that I should go back. But this is what Yaakov said to God. You promised me twice. One when I left Be'er Sheva from my father's house. That I am Hashem, God of Abraham and God of Yitzchak. He uses those exact so that's, that's, words. He's repeating, he's repeating. And in that case, you told me I'm going to protect you and everything that you do. And then when Lavan's house, you told me, go back to the land of your forefathers and to your birthplace and I will be with you. And in that pasuk, you only, it, you only came to me in the name of Adonai. So, I'm coming to you with both of these promises. Now, it's, it's amazing to, because we're to, thinking there were two times in Borei Olam told Yaakov that he's going to be okay and that he's going to be with him. And if you look at the Pesukim clearly, 
I don't even know if what Rashi is saying is a midrash. I think this may be Bershav. He uses, whenever he comes to him in Bershav, he comes to him as Elohe Avi Abraham and Elohe Avi Yitzchak. And when he comes to him in, in Lavan Saz, he comes to him as Adonai. And when Yaakov tells him that you promised me you would be with me, he quotes all of it. He reminds, he reminds, he reminds him that you came to me you both as Elohe Avi Abraham and Elohe Avi Yitzchak, and you came to me as Adonai, and you told me I'm going to be okay. Wow. Amazing that Rashi catches on to it. And it's amazing that the text is so precise. You know? There are all these things. Imagine, like, that's what I love about the Torah. If you're in second grade and you're reading the text, you'll never catch that. In a million years, you won't catch that. When you get older, you start to catch how sophisticated and nuanced the text is, right? <laughs> okay. Uh, next. Katonti mikola chasidim mikola I'm not. I'm not deserving of all the good and the truth that you've done for me. Because you've done so much good for me, Hashem, all of the zechuyot that I had have been used up. You know, I, I, like... He's scared. He's scared that because... It's not, of... it's not necessarily good to feel like that. But sometimes you feel like that in life when things are going well. And you say... You say, again, it's not a good mentality to have. You shouldn't. But, but you say, oh, I feel like things are going too well. Things are bad, bound. To, I, I don't have any zakhut. Meaning all my zakhut are used up. If I did anything good, it's been used up. And things are, something bad is bound to happen. There are people that think like that. You get scared. You get scared. If things are going too well, yes, you say. you, you say, get scared. So Yaakov is saying, okay, I've become so wealthy. Everything has been going good for me. I, I succeeded. I got out of Lavan's house successfully with all the money. So he says, maybe I don't have any more zikhuyot left. Next. That you did for me. I crossed this Jordan River with my, only my stick. And now I've become two camps. Now here is a fascinating... Here is a fascinating Midrash. Look at this one. Rashi, Kiv Makli. All I had, I had no money... I had no cattle, I had no silver. All I had was my stick. Yes. And now how much do I have? I have a thing, I have cattle and I have this. Kind of like the, the young men who came from Italy or Iran, they came to America with nothing. And then within 10, 15, 20 years, the, they're, they're the established blessed, businesses, the even though they didn't even know the language. I, I see that as a miracle, by the way. Yes, it is. The fact that, that people were blessed with, with look, it was, it was due to the hard work, but, but it's also a blessing from Boreolam. Now look at this last perush I'm going to say. Umidrash Agada. And then he quotes a midrash. He says it's a midrash. From Tanchumi, from Tanchuma. Natan maklo bayarden v'nivka hayarden. He put his makel in the yarden and it split for him. Oh. What is it trying to say there? What is that midrash trying to say? Wow. No. Oh, I like that. You see what he has? He said, this is Yoshua you're talking about? No, no, no. This is no, Ma- we're talking this about Yaakov Avinu. Talking about Yaakov Avinu says to Borei Olam, I left with only my stick and I came back with cattle. And the Peshat is, I left with nothing and I came back with a lot. But the Midrash says, no, he left with his stick and he used his stick to split the Jordan River in half. This is the same stick. This is the same stick that Moshe uses. Hold on. Maybe, maybe the stick symbolizes his stability and his foundation. But the, I think what the Midrash is trying to get to is this whole concept of the Ramban always talks about. That what happens to the forefathers happens to the descendants. When Yaakov comes back into the land of Israel, what does it symbolize? It symbolizes what will happen many years later with Yehoshua. 
when they came back into the again, land of Israel. Again, again. And what you'll see in the Sunday class, when we get to it, is that to get into Eretz Israel, the Jewish people had to split the Jordan River as well. Right, yes. So now the Midrash is coming to say, not only did Am Israel split the Jordan River, oh, so yeah. Yaakov oh. split the Jordan River with his son. Now that Midrash, I think, is purely there to draw our minds to this concept of comparing Yaakov to Am Israel. Because it is. Because it is, right. right. Wow. Which will be a very interesting thing also whenever we see when, um, when Yaakov approaches Esau, the number seven becomes like an important number. Like he bows to him seven Sometimes times. Everything is seven. Right? So that could be compared to the seven circles around Yericho also. Uh, I wonder if it also symbolizes that there's an action that requires in order, in order to open the Yerden. The fact that he uses Makel to open the Yerden. Yeah. What, what would be the intent then? Still, yeah. Then what would be the lesson? Little red fish in the middle of the ocean. No, Yeah. 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 Yeah.